0: Welcome to part three of a five-part series called sick of it and we do at times in our lives we just simply We get sick of it. We get sick of our job and we get sick of our family We get sick of our lack of money. We get sick of people at work We get sick of the way people treat us. We get sick of our boss. We get sick of not being happy We get sick of being alone. We get sick of feeling like we are powerless We get sick of not being where we want to be in life. And all of that and many more things can lead us to the point where we get sick and tired of being sick and tired. We just do. The last two weeks we talked about how Solomon uh, can give us some help in this whole thing of being sick of it. And all of this is part of a journey that we are moving toward gaining a very specific piece of knowledge, and that knowledge um, says this. It says that we are making a connection between what we do and between the consequence that comes. Whether that consequence is good or whether it's bad, we're making a connection between the two, that what we do leads to some kind of consequence, whether good or bad. And it is knowing that if we choose the behavior, we are choosing the consequence as well. Whether good or bad, we've made that choice. If we choose the behavior, we are also choosing the consequence. And that, rem- that, that means this. If we repeat a behavior over and over and over again, it must mean, it must mean that the result we're getting is desirable something we want let me give you an example when I was in preschool when you were in preschool and you were reaching your hand up above the countertop where your mom uh, was cooking or preparing food and you reach over and you touch that hot stove immediately you're burned and you pull your hand back and you'd learn from that moment on I'm not going to do that again I mean I'm not going to put my hand up there that hurt you learn so that behavior had an, an immediate consequence And you learn, so now I've got a new behavior, I'm not going to do that anymore, and the consequence, this time it happens to be good, I won't get burned by that stove on purpose if I put my hand there on purpose, I'm not going to do that. So it makes it very clear to us, if we change our behavior, we will change the result. If we change what we're doing, we will change the consequence, good or bad. Now, you knowing that and understanding that process is a huge step toward your life, and for me, my life, changing. But there's a problem. There always is. There always seems to be a problem, right? There's a problem. Some of the behavior that we want to change, that we want to eliminate, is the most stubborn behavior that we keep repeating over and over and over and over again again and we have to say to ourselves what in the world i mean how can that be based upon what i just said how can that be how can a free thinking person like myself or like you who is under no obligation to continue to do the wrong thing or continue to do a stupid thing how can we Keep repeating the wrong behavior over and over and over again. A behavior that's taking us to a specific destination. The place where we are sick of it. Right in the middle of being sick of it. How can we continue to repeat that behavior over and over again and ending up being sick of it over and over again? Surely, certainly, no normal. That may be my problem. No normal, rational person would keep doing something that takes them to a place that they hate. But that's exactly what we do. Don't we? I'm not alone. Don't we? We do that. Me. Let me, just one example of many. I I know this is shocking to you. You're not aware of this. I overeat. Which is another way of saying, I eat too much too often (laughs) that's me maybe for you maybe you say yes to people when you would rather say no you know there are some people who actually sit on the couch instead of exercising maybe that's you some people even circle the walmart parking lot two or three times to find a parking space just two spaces closer because that extra 20 feet's just going to do them in right We all do things like that. We buy things that we can't afford. Or perhaps we watch TV instead of uh, uh, reading or instead of talking to our family. Some people don't want to smoke the things they smoke. Some people actually play video games instead of taking care of the business of life. Many of us... Many of us say things when we're angry, and all of these are behaviors that take us to a bad place, but we repeat those behaviors over and over and over and over again. And if any of those are relatable to you, or if you have another one and you're saying, you didn't list mine, but I understand what you're saying, Harley. If that's you, then we are all in good company, because perhaps the, the at least what I consider to be maybe the best most amazing Christ follower of all times. Listen to what he said about himself. Romans chapter 7, verse 15. He said, I don't really understand myself, he said, which is where we find ourselves often. He says, For I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. He says, Instead, I do what I hate. He says, I have behavior I repeat over and over and over again. And I guess I must just have to say, welcome to the human condition. But Solomon is telling us that we don't have to stay in that cycle of repeating those behaviors over and over again that are taking us to the place in life where we throw up our hands and we just simply say, I'm sick of it. Solomon gives us some help. Today, we're in chapter 3 of Proverbs. Here's what he says in verse 1. He says, my son, don't forget my teaching, but let your heart keep my commands. He says, here's the result. That's an action, a behavior. Here's the result. It's a good result. For they will bring you many days of full life and well-being. Now, isn't that why we're often so sick of it? We're often so sick of it because we don't have what he would say many days of full life. We don't have a full life, and we want it, so we get sick of it. Or or we don't see things coming together in our lives to work for our good, and we get sick of it. Or we don't feel like we're in a place or a state of well-being, and we get sick of it that's what we want but we don't have it he goes on talking about god's word never let loyalty and faithfulness leave you and he's not talking about being loyal and faithful to your best friend although it's a good thing he's talking about loyalty and faithfulness to god's commands to this wisdom he's talking about god's way god's plan god's word He says, tie them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. In other words, he's saying these are so important. It's like you want to go tattoo these things onto your body. He says, it's so important. Write them down permanently. He's not telling you to go get a tattoo. It's as if he's saying that's how important it is. He says, follow these. Write them down. Live by them. Because this is a path. That will lead you where you have been hoping to go. Where you have been wanting to end up. Verse 4. He says then. So if we do these things. Follow this path of wisdom of God. Then you will find favor and high regard in the sight of God and man. That's what we want. But the fact is. We want to get to that place where we have favor with God and favor high regard with man too. We want to get to that place, but we keep choosing a behavior, choosing a path that takes us to a very specific place. It takes us instead of being in high regard with God and high regard with other people. It instead takes us to a place of being sick of it. Basically, Solomon tells us, you know, there's a couple ways to change all this. Really, only two ways. The first way we could change all this, you could just start new behaviors that will get you to where you want to go. Because your new behavior has a new consequence, a good consequence. It will take you where you want to go. We could do that. Either negative consequence. But here's the problem. We can't do Either one of those, really, unless we know why we keep sabotaging our future. Why we keep doing that same behavior over and over and over again that is leading us to a place where we don't want to go. I think if we're honest, most of the behavior that we do over and over again is kind of automated. It just kind of happens automatically. And when it's happening automatically, we don't stop to apply what we've learned so far in this series. We don't stop to think about that this specific behavior is going to have this specific result. We don't think about that. We just do it over and over and over again. We don't think that this behavior is a path leading somewhere and we're going to get that result at the end of the path, that negative thing, this negative behavior, negative result. We're going to get that, but we don't stop and think about it because this is already something we just kind of do automatically over and over and over again. So Solomon goes to the heart of the matter here, the very next verse. Here's what he says in verse 5. He says, Trust in the Lord with all of your heart And do not rely upon your own understanding. He's saying our understanding, my understanding, your understanding. That's really where we're going wrong here. Relying upon, leaning upon our own understanding. My understanding says do this even though at the end of that road at the end of that path it's going to be something destructive and harmful and hurtful for me do this anyway that's what my path says that's what my understanding says yours too it says do this even though you know down the road you're going to hurt from this it's going to be harmful to you and your relationships and people in your life and your life it's going to be harmful but do it anyway that's my understanding And you know why I do it anyway? I do it anyway because for some reason there's a payoff. An immediate or nearly instant payoff. If I will do this negative behavior, this wrong thing now, there's some kind of immediate payoff I get right now. And I ignore what's down the road. That's all my understanding. Let me explain to you how that works. There's a harmful behavior... That down the road is a harmful reality waiting for me. But even though I know that this is not good for me, that this is a path, and down the road I'll pay for it later, this behavior somehow has a payoff right now, pretty instant, that will give me something now to make it worth ignoring what's down the road. You have a perfect example right in front of you. Right in front of you. Look right here. Look at me. <sighs> Overeating. In my conscious thinking mind, I know that filling my plate for the third time, I just don't get seconds. That's not, a, that's not enough. I get try seconds. <laughs> I get threes. I know that filling my plate, I know in my conscious thinking, doing that, filling my plate three times, I'm going to pay for that. Not just talking about indigestion. I'm going to pay for that with my health later. But in my conscious thinking, I know that that's causing me a problem. But on some unconscious level, I am getting some kind of immediate payoff right now that makes me push that long-term consequence out of the way so that I can get this immediate payoff right now, and it keeps me on that path, making those same decisions, that path of destructive behavior. That's how it works. It's how it works in my life, And whatever negative behavior you have, you are getting some kind of payoff that makes you ignore the long-term result. And that's how it works in your life. You know, not all payoffs for behavior are bad. Solomon goes on, the very next verse, he tells us some of these payoffs are good. Especially the spiritual payoffs. We can have a behavior and an immediate spiritual payoff. And here's what he talks about here in verse 6. He says, think about him. That's think about God in all your ways. So that's a behavior. And here's the payoff. And he will guide you on the right paths. If you think about God in everything you're doing, every decision you make, that's a behavior. And there's an immediate good spiritual payoff. He will direct you right onto the right path. That's him. Here's another one. Don't consider yourself to be wise. So that's a behavior. It's like don't think that you know it all recognize that you don't have all the wisdom you need. You don't have all the information you need. You don't have everything within you to to make the decisions you need in life. You you're you're missing some critical pieces of wisdom that only God has. Recognize that, and he says, "And fear the Lord and turn from evil. Here's the behavior and here's the payoff." Verse 8. This will be healing for your body and strengthening for your bones that's the payoff immediate and and long-term payoff those are spiritual payoffs other spiritual payoffs in your life can include things like peace having peace with God and even peace with other people uh, other spiritual payoffs in life can be like uh, that safety zone of morality Another spiritual payoff is you connecting with God in a very personal way. Those are all spiritual payoffs a behavior related to a very specific payoff. but let's leave those spiritual payoffs for just a moment because if we if if you were on the journey of of that kind of behavior and receiving spiritual payoffs, you're on a good path. Continue on that path but Paul goes on I'm not Paul here. Solomon goes on to tell us about some other payoffs and other areas that we deal with negative behavior. He goes through a list. Here's the first one he says. It's the very next verse, verse 9. He says, honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first of your produce. When your harvest is produced, take the first, he says, and give that to God. He says, honor the Lord with your possessions. Now, in today's scenario that's that's it's a money um, world that's how we trade we don't trade in baskets of rice um, to get some milk from the farmer who has a cow we, we don't do that we trade in money so that, here's what I mean honor God with the first of your wealth but we don't do that usually we honor ourselves with the best that our money can do for us we honor ourselves with the first of everything that we earn and many 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 times we just kind of if there's anything left over at all we just kind of send a little something over to God it's like we're giving God a tip so we spend all of this on ourselves and our happiness and our best and what we want and then we look to God and we're like hey God yes by the way Thanks for being you. Here's a tip. <laughs> Thanks for being you, God. You are pretty awesome. Here's a tip. Thank you, sir. Now, when I was growing up, you know what a tip was? What percent? It was 10%. Made it super easy to calculate. Super easy, 10%. Today, I think it's more like should be about 18 to 20%, right? 18% a little more difficult to calculate. 20%, I can handle that. 10% twice. Pretty easy. That's not what we do for God. We don't even tip God according to today's standards. <laughs> I mean, God's lucky if we look at him and and shuffle over to him a, a 1%. I mean, we're just like, I really did something there for you, God. I just gave you 1%. Thank you very much. Did you see that? Did you see what I just did, God? That's what we usually do. But Solomon is saying if we follow God's advice on how to do life with money and live in this world, this economy, he said if we do it God's way, look at what the result is. He said, you know, because when we do it our way, you know what usually ends up happening? We usually end up with late notices and, um, and loans that we have trouble paying, and we end up with bills and debt, and, and we feel weighed down. You follow God's plan on how to handle your finances. Listen to what Solomon says, verse 10. Then your barns will be completely filled and your vats will be overflowed with new wine. That's God's plan for how to handle money. God's plan and God's payoff for how we do money leads to a better result, a result that most of us have never experienced. And yet, the primary reason that we do something Monday through Friday... From the moment we get up, the primary reason we do what we do is so that we can get paid. And instead of using that wisely, Solomon's saying, don't we, we just use it on ourselves. But next, Solomon leaves the category. So here's what Solomon's saying. We have a behavior of using money. We want financial freedom. We want our barns full or all that new one. We want all of that. We do, but instead we do something different with our money and it leaves us to a place of being sick of it financially. And we do that over and over and over again. And we're sick of it over and over and over again. And he's saying there's some kind of payoff there that we're getting that keeps us doing the wrong thing over and over and over again. So that's the category of money. And now he switches over to another big area where we have a specific negative behavior that leads down to a path of us being sick of it, but for some reason we keep doing that over and over and over again, even though ultimately it's going to hurt us, there's some kind of payoff immediately. And he's talking in this scenario about avoiding pain in life. Not talking about physical pain here. Avoiding emotional, relational pain in life. Avoiding discomfort in life. And this is a huge category. And in this topic, he's talking about the pain of discipline. Here's how he words it, verse 11. Do not despise the Lord's instruction, my son, and do not loathe his discipline. For the Lord disciplines the ones he loves, just as a father, the son he delights in. But we have a tendency, we have a tendency to hate the discomfort of that so much. The discomfort of God's discipline so much that we try to avoid it. And so in avoiding God's discipline and focusing on something else, we focus on this negative behavior of some sort, even though at the end of that road we know is us being sick of it and something negative, more negative, destruction in relationships, problem. We know that's at the end. But we keep avoiding God's discipline instead of dealing with it and allowing it to change us and redirect us and to shape us. We avoid it. We ignore it. We push it back. We don't think about it. We just stop going to church. We stop talking to people who are believers. We stop going to small group. We stop reading the Bible. We avoid all of that. And in the moment, there's just a little bit of sense of relief because we don't have to deal with it. But in the long run, we're getting further and further and further and further away from God and what he wants and his path. But we keep doing that. See the idea? So there's some kind of payoff we're getting. In the case of avoiding pain and discomfort, we're getting the payoff of we get to push that immediate discomfort aside and just ignore that. Oh, I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to drop out. I'm going to stop hanging around those people who go to church. I'm going to stop going to small group. I'm not going to deal with that so that I can do this without that bothering me. And we go down that road and it's further pain and destruction. That's what's at the end. There are many, many, many types of payoffs for our behavior. And we do those things over and over and over again. We repeat that negative behavior over and over and over again so that we can get that little immediate payoff now, even though it's keeping us moving toward a bigger pain. You see, we could switch behaviors, but that's more difficult. And we could get a new payoff, but that's more difficult. So we keep doing the same things that hurt over and over and over again. Let's talk about some different types of payoffs. There are emotional payoffs, which means there are certain behaviors that we will do over and over again, even though we know the long-term effect is some kind of hurt, pain, destruction in relationship, hurt in life, But we'll keep doing that over and over because I know if I do this, then this person over here will accept me. So I'm going to keep doing that for this short-term payoff of that person accepting me. Some people will do something over and over that's destructive and harmful so that that person over there will love them. If I do this and I give in to this and I do this negative behavior that I know long-term will hurt me is not good for me, but... If I do this, that person will love me, so I'm going to do that. We do it over and over again. We can do that when we're lonely for companionship. We can do that when our life feels empty so that we can feel for that moment more full. But it's not a lasting fullness. It's only for that moment. We can also emotionally behave a certain way in a negative way towards another person because the immediate payoff, even though we know we are hurting ourselves, we are making our lives more miserable. We could even, some of this can hurt us physically, all this emotional pain inside, but we continue to do some things so that I can punish that person who's in my life for what they said or what they did. Or for them just being who they are. Their annoying selves. I can do something that's even hurtful to me in the long term. But it's punishing them right now. That's another thing. I can also do things in life that are negative and hurtful. That I feel like are bringing me some momentary security. Or some momentary safety. But it's, it's just a moment And it's something hurtful, destructive in my life, but it keeps me doing it because I feel safe for that moment. I feel secure for that moment. Those are just some examples of some emotional payoffs. There are some others. There are some physical payoffs. Now, there's some good sides to that, some good physical payoffs. Uh, You can get healthy. You can get more healthy. But there's some bad side to some physical payoffs. Some things we do physically that can be damaging But it might give us an immediate payoff of of being dominant over another person. We can physically dominate them. Or we can physically intimidate them. But we know this behavior long term is hurtful to relationships. Long term hurtful to me. But in that moment that immediate payoff is I can intimidate them and get my way. I can dominate them and get my way we can also physically become over-occupied with our bodies. There's nothing wrong with you getting in shape. Nothing wrong. I I have a shape for my body. It's round. But you might like a more sculpted shape for your body. That's okay. That's all right. But we can focus so much on sculpting our bodies. Focus so much on focusing, uh, focusing on on the way we look and how we present ourselves physically, that it can damage our relationships. It can damage our life. It can damage our careers. It can damage our. It, it can damage us even for the short term benefit. But you know what? There, There's something else true. We can also focus on our bodies and how much we hate and dislike our bodies. That can damage us as well. There's another form of a physical payoff too. Another physical payoff, we can feel so out of control in our lives that we decide to inflict pain, physical pain on our own bodies by hurting ourselves, cutting ourselves, mutilating ourselves because we can control that. And that immediate payoff keeps us doing something very harmful and very hurtful to ourselves and our future. Here's another category. There are achievement payoffs. In other words, if I do this negative behavior, even though I know long-term it's not good for me, long-term it can harm my future, it can harm relationships. But if I keep doing this, then I can get ahead and get some achievement, get some recognition get some admiration. We have a tendency to assign our self-worth based upon our level of success. If we feel like that we have achieved some success, then we feel like we're okay and we're okay people. If we have not achieved what we thought we should have achieved by now, then we are not okay. We don't feel good about ourselves. There are other payoffs. Another category, social payoffs. In other words, if I can become a part of that group, And it doesn't matter how big the group is, it could be three people, or it could be a group of 30, it doesn't matter. But if I can be a part of that group, if I can become part of them, or if I can maintain my acceptance in that group, then it might mean I have to do these negative behaviors over and over and over again, even though they're hurtful to my long-term success, but I do that over and over again so I can be accepted by them in the short term. I need the approval of other people. And again, these are just some of the many, many payoffs. And as Solomon goes on in this chapter, listen to these next verses and and listen for all the things that we really would like to have. The results at the end of the path that we would like to have, they're in these verses. Listen to this. Verse 13. Happy is the man who finds wisdom, who acquires understanding. We want to be happy. We want to be happy. Now, all these things that he's getting ready to list, we want those things. But the sad reality is that we look everywhere for those things. And we do these negative behaviors that give us these little tiny glimpses, little pieces of that happy, but never really happiness. Because this behavior leads us down a road of unhappiness. But for just a moment, there's just a little tiny piece of happiness. So we look everywhere at everyone and everything except God for these things. Solomon says it's in God where they're found. Happiness. Happy is the man who finds wisdom and who acquires understanding. We want it, but we usually don't go to God and his wisdom for our happiness. We go to her or you go to him. We go to them or we go to that. But not god he says this wisdom for she is more profitable than silver her revenue is better than gold that's how valuable it is verse 15 she is more precious than jewels nothing you desire compares with her in other words no matter what you want no matter what it is it cannot compare to god's wisdom god's path you will not find it in its full form anywhere Except in God's path, but yet we go everywhere except to God. Verse 16, long life is in her right hand. And what's implied in that phrase, long life, is not just a long life, but a quality life. And we want that. Long life is in her right hand, the hand of wisdom. In her left hand, riches and honor. In other words, we want a full, quality, meaningful life. That's what he's saying. That's what we want. And it's found in wisdom. Verse 17, her ways are pleasant, her paths are peaceful. We want a peaceful life. We want that. And we sacrifice with negative behaviors for a little bitty tiny taste of peace, but never the real thing. And at the end of that road with that behavior where we got just this little tiny bit of peace, end of it is is no peace at all. But we sacrifice that for this little bitty, tiny piece. He says in verse 18, "She is a tree of life to those who embrace her, and those who hold her, hold on to her, are happy, holding on to, her, to that wisdom with everything you've got." But usually we let go because it's too uncomfortable, it's too difficult. And we just don't want to mess with it. We'll take up this little bitty, tiny element of that that's not going to last but for this very moment and we'll hang on to that verse 19 the lord founded the earth by wisdom and established the heavens by understanding in other words this has been this all wisdom is god's and it's been around since the beginning of of our known time Verse 20, by his knowledge, the watery depths broke open and the clouds dripped with dew. In other words, God is the creator and the sustainer of all this life. And yet we look everywhere except for him for all of those things we really want. And the result of that is this. We choose a behavior which leads us to a very specific path. A path where we end up saying, I am sick of it. But we keep headed down that path because we get these little payoffs along the way, that keep us making that bad decision, keep us on that bad path. We ultimately want all of those things that Solomon just listed. We want those, but we settle for less, and we miss it. We try to get those same things. We try to get that full life. We try to get that happiness. We try to get that peace. We try to get all of those things. But we try to get them through our own understanding through our own payoff system bad behavior sneaky little quick payoff that's not the real deal that's what we try this form of instant happiness a little bitty hint of easy profit a little sense of peace a little bit of advancement a little bit of achievement a little bit of companionship a little bit of approval a little bit of recognition and that keeps us doing that same negative harmful thing headed down the path where the end result is i'm sick of it so here's the bottom line to all this Solomon is basically saying this. You are shaping your own life through your behaviors and the payoffs that you're getting that are keeping you in that behavior, in that negative, hurtful, harmful behavior. You're shaping your own life. You get the little payoff, it keeps you on that path. A little bit more payoff keeps you on that path. And the end result is, I'm sick of it. So here's the deal. Here's basically what Solomon's saying. You want to control... Your life, find and control the payoffs and you'll control your behavior. Why do we keep doing the same harmful thing over and over again in our lives even though we know the end result? It's going to hurt our relationships. It's going to hurt us. It's going to hurt our life. We keep doing it because we're getting some kind of little payoff every time we do it. He said, find that payoff, find that payoff, find out why we're doing that and control that and we can control that behavior. Verse 21. Here's what he says. Maintain your competence and your discretion. He says, my son, don't lose sight of them. Find out what's going on there. Maintain Your competence and your discretion with God's wisdom and God's wise path. Don't lose sight of them. They will be, verse 22, they will be life for you and adornment around your neck. See, my understanding, your understanding, it leads us down a path. Not God's path of wisdom, down another path. Those little payoffs keep us on that path where ultimately we destroy something. But Solomon says, but if you will lean on God and lean on God's path and God's ways, you will begin to get God's results. Here's what he says, verse 23. Lean on God, then you will go safely on your way. Your foot will not stumble. When you lie down, you'll not be afraid. You'll lie down and your sleep will be pleasant. How many of us have sleep problems? I'm not talking about physical sleep problems. I'm just talking about your mind is so busy when you lay down at night, you can't go to sleep because we don't have peace. He says, don't fear sudden danger. In other words, you're not looking over your shoulder, worrying about when when things are all going to cave in and crash in and they're all going to find out. Don't fear sudden danger or the ruin of the wicked when it comes. You don't have to worry. You don't have to look over your shoulder wondering. For the Lord will be your confidence and will keep your foot from a snare. Following God's path, God's wisdom, God's way. It's not easier. It's leading to a different place. Next, Solomon gives us another blast, a quick blast of several more uh, behavior and instant payoffs and he goes back to wealth again the payoff of money bringing us a little tiny sense of security and how that can impact our behavior here's what he says verse 27 when it's in your power don't withhold good from the one it belongs to in other words when you owe money don't don't withhold it Don't hang on to it. See, the behavior is, I'm going to do with this money what I want. I know I owe it over here, but I want to do this with my money instead. Something for me over here. I know I owe it over there. He says, verse 28, don't say to your neighbor, go away. Come back later. I'll give it to you tomorrow. When it is there with you right now. He says, that negative behavior of... Of doing what you want with your money, even though you know you're over here, he says that the payoff is immediately out, you'll get something else you want. But the long term result of that is you're, you're going to have more and more and more and more problems financially. He quickly goes from the payoff of money to the payoff of your advancement and your achievement. And he, more specifically, your achievement and advancement by you planning to step on someone else to get yourself a little bit higher. Here's what he says, verse 29. Don't plan any harm against your neighbor, for he trusts you and he lives near you. Don't get ahead by stepping on someone else. I know, yes, there's an instant. It's a negative behavior that's going to ultimately lead you to a bad place, messed up relationships, and a lonely place. And where eventually you're going to be stepped on. But he says, we keep doing that because there's an immediate payoff and that immediate payoff is yeah you get a little step forward in your career and and whatever your project is you stepped on so yeah there's an immediate payoff he says don't don't do that then he goes to the payoff of avoiding pain and this time it's not the discipline of god this time it's avoiding pain by pointing out someone else and shifting responsibility blaming somebody else here's what he says verse 30 don't accuse anyone without cause When, listen, he's done you no harm. Don't put the blame on somebody else. Don't don't point to someone else. It's a behavior with an immediate response. The immediate payoff of that is, yeah, people stop looking at you for a moment. Yeah, immediately takes the pressure off you for a moment. That's the immediate payoff. But the end result of that, it's a bad place. Don't go there. He goes on. He's telling us to stop learning how all this messed up our own understanding, our own payoff system. Quit learning from the wrong people. He says in verse 31, don't envy a violent man or choose any of his ways. For the devious are detestable to the Lord. But God, he is a friend to the upright. Yeah, you can learn. How you can do a negative thing and you can get a payoff immediately that you're going to like. Something in that moment you're going to like and keep you on that. If it worked for him, it'll work for you. If he can get a little bit ahead, you can get a little bit ahead. But the end result is the same. More pain, being sick of it, more destruction, destroyed relationships, a hurt life. That's the end. He said don't learn from this guy yeah maybe it did work for him in the short term and he did get some advancement or he did, he did get a little taste of what he wanted it'll happen for you too but don't go down there because that is a path leading somewhere and you don't want the destination he said don't do that you know some of our payoffs in life are healthy Most of them, it seems like, are unhealthy. But in the extreme, whether it's healthy or unhealthy, in the extreme, they all become poisonous. Even the good ones. And there's one exception, I know. There may be some others, but one for sure, one exception to that is a good thing that you can't get enough of, and it will never become poisonous. That is this, the payoff of you connecting with God. That will never become poisonous. And right now with that, we have covered the entire chapter of Proverbs 3. We covered the whole chapter this morning. Now in just a moment, I'm getting ready to ask you to identify your payoffs that are keeping you doing a negative, harmful thing. I'm going to ask you to identify what that payoff is that's keeping you that. But before I get there, I want to say this very quickly. I want to give you two things that are related to our behavior and the payoffs. Here's the first one. Perhaps many of your payoffs can be summarized by one word. And that word could be for you possibly fear. You know, the number one, the number one fear of all people over and over, it's consistently the number one. It is the fear of rejection rejection is so powerful that we will do almost anything to avoid it it's easier to take no risk in life at all so that we can avoid the risk of rejection it's easier to not change at all and just keep doing the same things over and over again for the same people in the same way so that we can not face rejection It's easier to not try something new. It's easier to not put yourself out there relationally so that we can avoid rejection. So ask yourself, as you look at these things this week, is the payoff for you possibly related to the momentary comfort that you get by avoiding the risk and the anxiety of rejection? Is that possible for you? And the payoffs... That help you avoid rejection and pain in this life related to rejection can be as addictive as heroin. Now here's the second of the two big things that I want to tell you related to these payoffs. Here's the second. Perhaps, if you're anything like me at all, perhaps it's all this payoff thing is all related to immediate to near instant gratification. In other words, settling now, this negative behavior, giving me this little bitty immediate payoff, this this payoff of a little bit of peace, a little bit of what I'm looking for, but really it's missing the wholeness. This payoff is continuing Instantly makes me want to repeat that behavior over and over and over again to get just that little bitty taste. In other words, in the morning, sleeping in an extra 30 minutes, that instant payoff of, yeah, I get 30 more minutes of sleep, instead of getting up 30 minutes earlier and maybe exercising every morning. And that long term benefit of it benefiting my life and my health is sacrificed by that minuscule. 30 minutes of extra sleep, What's what good is that going to do me? In the long term, it's not. Which we sacrifice the long term for that immediate little bitty payoff. So here's where we are as we wrap this up. What can you do this week? Here's the first thing I'm asking you to do. Will you read Proverbs chapter 3 many times, several times. Three, maybe four times this week, will you read that whole chapter? Fill your life with that wisdom in Proverbs chapter 3 this week. Will you read that several times? Here's the second thing. Now, this is very, very practical, but here's what we're asking you to do. Will you list three behaviors that you don't want to do, but you keep doing them? three behaviors, three things you continue to do even though you know the end result is hurting your life or hurting relationships, but you do it anyway. Three things you do but you don't want to do. Well, you write those down, and as you do, describe each one. Describe that behavior in detail. The patterns involved. Does it always involve the same people? Whatever. The patterns involved and the intensity, that emotional intensity with which you engage in that behavior. And then here's the next part of that. List the reasons why you find those behaviors individually, why you find them specifically undesirable. Why you don't want to do them anymore. Write down the behavior, three of them. Write down why you don't want to do them anymore. And now here's the last part of this. This is the hard part. Work really hard on this. To discover the payoff you're getting for each of those behaviors. And don't stop until you discover the payoff. And in order to do this, you're gonna to have to stay focused. It's going to be as if you say this if I am repeatedly doing a behavior, regardless of the logic, regardless of how much long term it is hurting me, if I continue to do that behavior, it means I'm getting some kind of payoff every time from every one of those behaviors. And I won't stop searching until I find out. What I'm getting out of that on the short short term that's keeping me doing it. And when I find it, when I find that payoff, with God's help, I can hold on to God and let Him help me cut that out of my life. But if I don't find it, I will be a puppet on a string that is constantly being controlled by some unknown thing. Together, we must stop leaning on our own understanding in this life and we must admit that we need a new path. We need God's path. And Solomon ends this chapter with a contrast between our path, living our lives by our own understanding versus living life by God's understanding. And here's how he ends the chapter, verse 33. The Lord's curse is on the household of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the righteous. He mocks those who mock, but gives grace to the humble. And verse 35, the last verse the wise will inherit honor, but he holds up fools to dishonor. We can make it onto God's path, and you can begin this week. Let's pray. Father, many of us keep repeating the same behaviors over and over and over again, even though we know that result at the end, that same negative thing is there, and it's haunting us. But for some reason, we keep doing those behaviors. God, you've given us wise direction in your word. You said, trust in the Lord with all of our hearts and do not rely upon our own understanding. You said to think about you, God, in all of our ways and you will guide us to the right path. You said, don't consider ourselves to be wise, but fear you, God, and turn away from evil. And then you give us the result that we have all been longing for. You said that this will bring healing for our body and strengthening for our bones. Jesus... We are sick and tired, many of us, of the results of our own understanding. And we ask you to give us the wisdom to know what to do with what we've heard today. And God, give us the courage to do it. In the name of Jesus, we ask these things. Amen.